We have a 5D self-empowered channeled guidance for our lovely relationships. Now, I don't explain what a 5D person is always because I would assume everyone knows it's unconditional love, oneness consciousness. And it's you as a person who can be yourself and know that humanity is awesome. Every speck of the consciousness that is out there. And those who are still compulsive, so they have addictive behaviors, compulsive behaviors that are maladaptive responses, which are safety responses to their unresolved trauma, so to their growing up conditions, which can involve a number of things. We, the 5D person, is pure consciousness, and there's words for it that I've used, and let me see if I can easily find them for you again. This is from the tradition of yoga, so people who do that will know the words. I don't do yoga except for what I learned with Sadhguru, and uh, that's because I'm actually not in need of ventral vagal toning exercises. Ever since I've been alive, I unconsciously love humanity. Jesus taught me. And then I went ahead and kept choosing to do that, as you all know the stories. Purusha is pure consciousness, awareness, and unconditional love. That's a 5D person. So you're using inner growth as your mindset, and you're using your heart as the way to move forward, and it's a heart that you tend to because you are a person who has the ability to be your own secure attachment. And so the self-ego view, your heart, as where when somebody hurts your feelings, you know how to sit with your own mind and inner growth, not the shame cycle. You're out of a shame cycle if you were in one ever, and you have dissolved shame officially. Otherwise, your heart is not going to be used to tend to yourself with equanimity and then to tend to the situation with equanimity, which is dharma, D-H-A-R-M-A, which is the only thing a person who comes from a love cycle, like for me, and those who only know the essence of life as unconditional love, and so humanity, no evil. As a teenager, I did not have wise people around me, except for Jesus. And in fact, as a teenager, I did, again, commit to what he spoke, forgive them for they do not know. And today as an adult, I actually know what that means. Thank you, Stephen Porges. Anyone who is in yellow or red, so they don't know how to be in mind sight. Thank you, Daniel Siegel or mindfulness. Thank you, Tara Brock. And for the yoga and spirituality stuff, thank you, Sadhguru and anybody else who's a yoga practitioner and mixes in somatics, sensory motor, and trauma therapy because they actually care about expanding human consciousness and helping people to understand that nobody is evil, that everybody is a person who began life with the same brain-embodied nervous system, and we all have our mammalian nervous system response, the ventral vagal nerve, and I read to you something recently about the vagus nerve, ventral vagal is the vagus nerve, and then the reptilian nervous system, which is our fight-flight. So when you're in your safety behavior, yellow, there you go. There's people who are in yellow. And so when they're actually arguing and talking to each other or just talking to each other, even without arguing, neither one is listening to the other. Neither one is open to actual attunement. And so that's people close off making assumptions based on, in fact, their own mind-reading capabilities, which nobody has, 
you can read a nervous system, yes, but as long as you're a distorted self, which is the yellow is a distorted self, you're not in your adulthood. So you can't be clear because you're not speaking to somebody wanting to hear what they have to say. You're assuming you already know what they're going to say or do or whatever else. People who are strategic like that in yellow and they think that they're smart, which is why people who are in different areas of the scale of being diagnosed with things think they know more. They don't meet a lot of Zen masters until they meet 5D people who are in the Enlightenment Soul Age group. And they've met somebody who will read through any type of mind reading that they do because they won't match it. And that's when the unfortunate side of those who have addictive patterns based on their adaptive child self, which is trying to protect them because the household was not safe to be themselves. So again, that's a person who will be destabilized because now they're illusion of I can read people's mind and everything they want always and know exactly what they want and give them exactly what they want however it is they want it and oh if I don't I successfully manipulate and keep power and control no 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 if I don't do that wait a minute wait a minute oh I'm not actually being in any way shape or form capable of handling the individual in front of me with my usual tactics which aren't tactics because a person chose so, the body, fight, flight, attach, cry for help, collapse, submit, please, appease, and shut down, freeze. Dissociation and structural dissociation happens a lot, by the way, as well as uh, dissociative identity can take place. It needs your attention for a while before you can actually know if it's a deal or not. So that means observation. And then it is something that if a person's open to self-transformation, they can easily work with their brain's wiring because we have what is the bright sides of neuroplasticity. Your imagination is your neuroplastic agent and neuroception is your default mode network, which is where when yoga tells you about the monkey mindset, the dull mindset, which they use the word donkey, but donkeys aren't dull, even though that's why they're, you're using it for the Igor type dullness. Uh, butterfly mindset, then we got the laser-focused mindset. I've seen those people and the ones who are enamored with their own light mindset, and I've seen plenty of 4D are in that one. So they're not actually in heaven. They're in hell because nothing connects in their misaligned body because they don't have their physical body, energy body, mind body. The whole their values inward is nowhere to be found in the heart body, excuse me, the essence, pure essence of love and joy that they could be. No, because their distortion is the fact that they don't recognize the addictive behavior, the pattern of uh, stuff that they do, which is because their maladaptive response. So trying to maintain power and control to mind read, that's all for people who have anxiety and depression, and that's people who have a situation going on within their defense mechanism. And so here's where, again, it's not maladaptive, as an infant, it's maladaptive as an adult, the defectiveness, shame, heartbreak, gut wrench, torn apart, tsunami feeling that people will ignore and suppress. So unresolved trauma is very, very overwhelming for those who don't know that their body is their feminine and their mind is their masculine and that they can get themselves aligned. It's called working with your mind, as the lovely Lisa spells out. It keeps the score and your body's the scorecard. You predict your stories are from the voice of you as you contemplate. 
rumination is what those who think they can control people do and that's only because power and control is an adaptive child who has not learned that again the maladaptive responses addictive behaviors sex drugs food alcohol sitting and thinking about hero villain sitting and thinking about how to make sure everything goes exactly as you plan and thinking you can do it because you've done it a million times before long story short here's where Zen masters burst the bubble of people who don't understand they have unresolved trauma, attachment wounds, trauma ruptures. And then when they are met with compassionate mirrors, here's where shame can dissolve. And that's where we're at. So we're at where you, those of you who tune in, you are a love cycle person. And if you're not, you want to move into unconditionally loving every human being on the face of this planet. It begins, of course, with your immediate loved ones. They're your training grounds for those of you who do need to come out completely of your yellow so when our ears are turned off and thinking you can read anybody's mind you're the one who can say wait a minute no i can't i'm not that other person and even if they're ghosting gaslighting manipulating it's okay they're not going to represent a threat because i won't give them my bank account information i won't invite them to my house i won't do a lot of things until i actively get to know them better and even after a long time I know that I still might not know them better. And if I'm that concerned with them, potentially, potentially. And some people say that this is too soon, too quick. Personally, I don't necessarily agree because if I have a hunch and I think I want to make sure, I want to know, I'm going to spell out what I'm thinking because I'm serious about the relationship I'm building. I'm not going to hold it back just because it's been one week. It doesn't matter if it's been one day. If I have a hunch and I want to do long term with you, I'm going to be like, you know, I think that we could go work. So long story short, whenever people tease, because most people tease when they tell people, I think I was, I thought, or I think I'm a sociopath. Really, you really do, huh? Well, if you thought that, I would think you'd get diagnosed, one, because I would want to know, and there's no shame in having the diagnosis because you can get a good psychoeducator to help you. Now, this is where if a person feels shame about it, they won't say it, by the way. They'll hide it. If they're saying it, it's because they're, one, teasing about it, and again, if they really believed it, then they would go get diagnosed because if you can tease about something like that, means that it, you're curious potentially so i do know about the way that those who stigmatize diagnoses and then they say they're all in favor of supporting each other yeah we don't stigmatize i don't stigmatize a sociopath or a psychopath or a narcissist we have the aspd inner growth content i haven't done an episode in a while but that's a, there's a reason for us highlighting with love antisocial personality disorder because those who won't stick the label and the ones who move into becoming the evolved version of themselves and who want to be destigmatized and we're going to support to destigmatize all humanity because a person is born with a brain and an embodied brain excuse me with their body and their safety behavior their maladaptive responses serves them somehow their body so we can learn to talk about brain structure with equanimity and not all educators do that yet they still have stories that they don't disengage from so here's what the 5d self-empowered enlightened person in the enlightenment soul age group does a zen master is speak well of our fellow brothers and sisters and humanity is our fellows brothers and sisters all of them not one of them 
So again, my marriage to this lovely human being called Jesus is a real deal. And he's the one who walked with the people and talked with the people and didn't hide away and do other stuff. Those people that are doing other stuff, they serve the spirituality soul age group. I'm not speaking from that soul age group, as I highlight more than once, in order to ensure nobody sticks around that doesn't need to. So somebody who wants to only be a spirituality process in a human experience, there's that guru for you. And anybody else who's in love with solely spirituality stuff, I'm in love with being a human, and all the subject matters are what I'm in love with. The only reason I can use the name Jesus is because he existed, and he says, forgive them, for they do not know. And he says, blessed are those who believe without seeing, and the people who are still living in the timeline of the Middle Ages and the medieval times don't know what that sentence means, but it's okay, because there's room for 3D, 4D everywhere, and other age troops. So, on that note, let us read a lovely, lovely, lovely relationship quote from our Sadhguru. Love means being willing to nurture another life beyond opinions and prejudice. So my Zen masters, and those of you who, again, stay tuning in, the inner growth mindset program, the advanced level, is where we begin to look at those exercises that have you practice neutrality and duality. And it's through thinking exercises because your mindset is what you work with. There's no body element. You get that from the podcast episodes for now. At some point, I might update the inner growth program. I might not. And the full intermediate and the full advanced still needs to be put on Udemy. It will at some point. So for now, though, you have the main modules for free on the website. They have the videos and the video exercise and then a journal exercise because that's how it was idealized. You also have the inner growth mindset practice of the day on the blog. I forget which year it was, but there's exercises on one of the three or four years we had inner growth word of the day, inner growth thought of the day, inner growth something else of the day. <laughs> and so there you go. There's all of that. I'll try and create a landing page. The, that way you can get all the free content that is available. But for the main modules, they are on the website inspiringhumanpotential.com and so you can put that into practice do remember the body please and do notice if you do have self-soothing patterns you would notice because they're compulsive and basically you would go under stress and then you go and do that whatever it is that soothes you and you want to notice if it's something healthy or not healthy is dharma not karma so running don't make it where you have to compulsively run coffee. Don't make it that you drink compulsively coffee. It isn't the substance. It's the relationship that you have to it. You don't need a 12-step program necessarily. And if you do, then you'll know you do. And then you'll do it. As I was saying, when people tease, I think I'm a sociopath. I'm like, yeah, you're most likely not. If you were, you'd go get diagnosed or you wouldn't be teasing about it. And you wouldn't tell me about it. So when people do say these aspects, it's not necessarily true that they're not or they are, but the reality is they most likely are not because those who are don't say it like that. And those who notice anything that needs attention will say something. So back to us. When I have noticed that something requires attention, I've spelled it out. 
once I learned enough about attached cry for help, collapse, submit, please, appease, and the actual way our nervous system works. And uh, the answer I got was, uh, people are shitty. I have nothing to do with anything. I did therapy. I did yoga. I did this. I did that, everything. People don't understand when a person says you're a spirituality process living a human experience that they're working, no, with a human body that has a brain and a nervous system and that their mammalian nervous system response is something they don't know how to engage in well enough because their reptilian nervous system response, which is in yellow and red, continues to come up. Their addictive behaviors are their actual charge states and them playing tug of war, their karma, with the transference that they are in an adaptive child mode with their parts not noticing even though you can spell it out and actually play it out to them like a script they will then from that structural dissociation and you even informing say no that's not it i knew exactly what i was doing i am conscious so here's again a human being who does not understand that conscious and dissociation and that's why when Sadhguru says karma is not consciousness and he gives the example if you have to drink coffee every day you're creating karma with coffee so stop using please the word karma just understand compulsive you're wiring your brain neuroplasticity use the words that are given to you by all educators and then stop and when he says to pause a little bit what he's trying to say is you're learning how to work with your nervous system and your brain it's very easy peasy let's get into it so here's where as I was saying and, and shared with you in some of the episodes for the um, when my Claire's were awakening a lot, if you will, a lot. I mean, I started to have astral travel and uh, dreaming of my oversoul. So tapping into my oversoul's consciousness expansion and other aspects, mediumship. Uh, channeling everything astrological Schumann resonance you name it so all of this was not overwhelming it's very it's very fun now it's even more amazing because I get to use it to support other 5d mystics and just 5d individuals to understand mysticism from a different perspective and that would be a human perspective and so spirituality process equals once you're done with it a integrated mind restorative embodied self it's a human being who is unconditionally loving towards their own self with flaws and imperfections and other people. That's why we unconditionally love all humanity. No person is evil and no person is their greatest mistake. And in our relationships, we do not have prejudice and we do go beyond our opinions. People who know us know this about us. And so if you're not here yet, you can be here if you stay in the idea, but it's unfair, Maria because I got treated like shit uh, and this, 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 and this person was actually a psychopath or sociopath or a narcissist, and they did this, 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 and I don't want to destigmatize because I've decided that they are evil and I'm going to ignore everything you just said. Thank you for tuning in. Please go somewhere else. I mean, you're going to waste your time here. Okay, so for those who understood what I said, humanly speaking, keeps, keeps sticking around. The ability to know that 5d mystics tap into our oversoul is a very beautiful thing it's a gift and it is not one from god because the minute that you get clairs as any 5d mystic will let you in on we know it has nothing to do with god because 
we will know what the institution that uses this word will want from us if ever we would even bother wanting to do it that way, which we don't. So the minute that my clairs were woken, yes, my lovely Jesus has partaken. And that entity called God, not as God. Cosmos, yes. Infinite stars, yes. How was it? Amazing. When I was awakened to this and this, this thing, I've told you about it, and I'm so sad that I don't remember what I talked about for 15 minutes because I shared the experience with the very specific and beautiful situation. I'm not going to be specific this time. And that message got lost in the ethereal land of nowhere to be ever found again. And to this day, I wish I would have saved it. And that's because I would have loved to share it with you. But I can share with you what I, to this day, will never forget. A infinite galaxy. Like those pictures when they show you the galaxies with the stars, right? Okay, so that is where I instinctively knew that I'd been given this openness to more of our consciousness. And so that was fucking awesome, uh, even though... Not a lot of other things about everything that I'm not going to get into right now. Because see, this is where our relationships are special to the unconditionally love cycle people. And most individuals don't know the essence of their own life. So they have prejudice and opinions, and we do not enjoy. I have plenty of people who have prejudice and opinions in all of my relationships, and I do not enjoy any one of them. And I will tell them <laughs> to back off every time they express their opinions by stating, I love my loved ones and I'm asking you to go and do this somewhere else with the people who think like you and I don't think like you. <laughs> and you're invading my relationships. So when you care about people, it doesn't matter if they are disciples, non-disciples, Zen masters, or the addicted of compulsive whatever behaviors they may be. Because the Zen masters know how to handle our love language because we want to. And so this is where ventral vagal, we don't need yoga to put it into practice. And we're not ashamed of using our words ever. Because our words are usually our bond. And in fact, this is why we learn how not to shame, blame, fault, revenge, or say things like, I won't ever forgive you, which I've done once in my life, once. And it was, I don't remember how much time after where I was like, I shouldn't have said that. I didn't really mean it. I was just very, very, very upset because in a moment of physical unsafety, a person who loves me completely didn't ask me, are you okay? And how do they do that when I do with all my heart? No, they do care, which in fact, I did get confirmation of, but that confirmation was indirect because the person did not have their own life was no longer theirs. And to this day, their life is no longer theirs. So the individual did not actually reach out to me to ask how I was doing. Eventually, they reached out to third party. Lo and behold, how the truth always comes forth and how we don't actually need to ever do anything. And who's we? Those of us who unconditionally love, we know all people are love. 
and pure consciousness. So I knew this individual did not have the balls to live the life they wanted somebody to live it for them. They found that person. They're very happy. In fact, they're a shadow of the human being who is living their perfect life. And let's leave it at some people enjoy enmeshment and codependency because they actually do not want to. And that's because their maladaptive responses, their safety behaviors equate defectiveness, shame. I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. And when I'm in a partnership, I will allow myself to be treated because I'm unworthy. I'm ashamed. I'm not good enough. And it's okay for me to give up everything that I desire and have a passion for to make my life solely about one human being because I want that human being or because otherwise I'm going to lose that human being. And so here's where the sad, sad story of seeing a person who could grow up to become amazing, amazing. Now, they're still amazing. Don't get me wrong. They've not moved anywhere near what is the word. They would not move into unconditional love because they don't trust humanity. But at the very least, they're prakriti. They're pure energy, man. They're actually, excuse me, they're prana. Oh, and their entire aura. Yes, that's where uh, 5D mystics, we do notice auras. Uh, it's just they're not assholes. They're people and leave them alone. So they have enmeshment. A lot of other 4D people have enmeshment and their auras are just as low in vibration, by the way. It's just a little bit lighter because you know of how to cleanse your energy through different mechanisms, but that's about it. Other than that, might as well be in 3D land because you belong in duality land. 3D, 4D is duality land. 5D is beyond the I am presence, and again, 5D is oneness consciousness. All people are lovable. There's no prejudice. There are opinions. We go beyond them, meaning I don't say, oh, because you're enmeshed, I'm not going to be friends with you anymore. Oh, because you over there, uh, you do this thing compulsively where you come and accuse me of shit that ain't true. I'm going to be friends with you no more. Oh, let me, let me not be friends with you, please appeaser, who pretends to agree with everything. And even like, oh my gosh, you're, you're amazing. Wow, let me go. We don't actually say, let me cut all of you not Zen masters, not disciples, don't even know where you're at, honestly. When, 5DC is a little bit of a grown-up again, and, and we don't do shit like that because that's childish to mention, not in favor, not to mention, not in favor of supporting anyone on their mental health journey. Oh no, all these people, they're not supporting one thing. Their groups, they support. No, their groups, they support. So they're doing a favor to their enmeshed groups. That's why, as I said, we don't say, oh, let me cancel the flat or there's no... I can't wait to meet one of them and to then say, wow, you know, I am not a flat earther. I'm a round earther, but I really, really want to know how I, I want to hear it. And I'm serious because I want to hear how that brain thinks because my brain cannot think that way. I, I cannot fathom it. And I want to hear how it is, even though I watch a documentary, it's way different if you meet a person in person and they give you their experience because they're embodying it and living it. So you'll know the truth from them and you'll see a speck of life that you are never going to be but that they represent so there you go that's 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 5dc and here our relationships they're awesome because it's a rainbow of colors for real not pretend the zen master knows how to handle a person and most people that are zen masters aren't fooled which is why the people who 
have a maladaptive response, which is their safety behavior, and so they think they can mind read, and this is where 4D people, man, gotta love them, but even 3D people, that means people who don't have clairs, but they think they can mind read without recognizing that they're not mind reading. So, we will present the data, and when the data gets presented in specific ways, and gets rebuttaled, the minute that we have the adaptive child in yellow or red doing the part of retaliation, we are not going to be scared because we did not choose fear. So they can say, as has been done in the recent months, I had one conversation that I'm thinking about right now, loved one and I were debating about something completely opposing views, completely opposing because they were supporting a individual that in the years has disrespected, and this is actually something very, very not uh, great for their energy and their journey, not mine, and it's because they're not witnessing their own structural dissociation, and they're not witnessing their unresolved trauma, their attachment ruptures, and their trauma wounds. They're not witnessing their own story and the family of origin of theirs and how they are perpetuating a relationship that is officially in a situation of toxicity for all parties involved due to the fact that what the interactions are do not bring out the best of the two individuals. This is when you know there is an issue because there is no expansion. When two individuals expand together, and so here's where toxicity is the word that I'm using. I don't prefer to use this word, but toxicity is when two people are in yellow and red consistently. And so they use manipulative tactics with each other consistently. And they do what the people in a number of interviews with gender stereotypes, uh, I'm not even going to go there. It is constricting. Immediately I feel it on my body and I don't want it to go there because we're 5D. We're not going to confine. The minute your body contracts, which is your entire core and your heart begins to contract, you begin to not be curious anymore. And you begin to be like, wow, that's uh, that means you're not expanding mode. You're not in expanding mode. This is a sign that you want to address and it's very straightforward I can't be myself I can't speak I can't do anything I am not able to be the loving person I am I'm not able to be fiercely funny loving none of it that's a data point now if a person's open and receptive to the relationship that data point will not be received in a way of uh, let me tell you how little I give a shit about it, okay, or let me tell you how big of a deal you're making about something, or something else, those are equations of I don't give a shit, meaning my adoptive child self just came into the room and is staying here, and is a maladaptive response, because this is a safety baby rehearsed, I don't care but you're having a relationship with an adult human being who's expressing, I can't be myself. The minute that you actually want them to be yourself is the minute that you'll say, 
let's see at what, what, why, let me let you in on, let, let's talk about this until we find the middle ground of what the deal is, and then we'll try and keep moving forward. And this is what happens when people care is that, okay, we are misaligned, something's off when we're interaction, interacting, which has happened, and uh, let's figure it out. Oh, it's okay, it's the words we use. We use words differently. Okay, it's the opinions we have. We have completely opposing opinions. Okay, so we get it. We're completely different. We talk differently, and we feel differently about a lot of things, but we're going to actually try this out. We're going to try and use words, and then we're going to try and say, okay, so wait, do you mean this with this? Do you mean that? So people who want to keep being in a relationship together and communicating, they see each other. So whether misalignment happens or not, that's the part where misalignment is happening, obviously. Seeing each other means we accept that we're different, and then we talk about how to meet in the middle. And that's why toxicity does not come and constricting does not come. Constricting happens when you don't feel in a relationship where there's a safe haven, secure base. So you're not unconditionally loved with your flaws and imperfections. And you're not supported in your values, desires, your, your personality traits, your ways of creating relationships. For polysecure people, it's challenging to find those who are open to it, to polyamory, because most, for now, are in a space of uh, thinking only that a true love relationship is monogamous, and that's an opinion. I was a teenager with my lovely teenage boyfriend. Had I had the polyamory, i pretty certain I would have discussed it with them because they were a habitual cheater. And so at a certain point, I would have said, look, we should do an open relationship. In fact, I eventually did move into having that type of relationship with the last traditional, quote-unquote, boyfriend. Why last? Because... I have been opened up to verbiage that matches more with what I am, which is an unconsciously loving human being who is not the owner of anyone. And so 5D individuals, we do not attach to people in any way, shape, or form, meaning you have to stay here. We will know you will not have to stay here. You will do what you want to do, and I will not be trying to keep power or control over you because that would mean that I'm forcing you, I'm confining you to stay with me, which doesn't and is not love. Love means that you are in ventral vagal state with me, your green is on, I'm in green, and we get to laugh together, and we get to work together, and here's where, and we get to not have prejudice with each other, and if there's addictive behaviors, we work together, and not by shaming, blaming, or... Uh, doing anything of the sort, faulting or revenging. So let me use the toxic story, because un unfortunately the toxic story matches to a T the opposite of what a 5D person will do. So one, ignoring the contracting of the body and therefore not speaking up. And that's the first indication that a human being does not know how to be their own secure attachment human being. They don't know their own safe haven or secure base. So they're not supporting what their heart feels comfortable with being and their body and their mind. They're not supporting what they desire to have in a relationship. If I'm a person who loves to have conversations 
I'm not going to ever be too much. And if that is ever the case, then I'm going to know that that's not going to be my ideal relationship. And that is where there's going to be addressing it. And that's where when people have differences to where there's not a meeting, it is what it is. It's a fact that only those who expand each other run towards each other. And that's actually something 5D people don't label. Oh, you're a twin flame. You have to stick around. You're a human is what you are and you have free will. And if you have any situations that you hold back, you're choosing based on a maladaptive pattern maladaptive response to your unresolved trauma and what this means is you are choosing a safety behavior a trauma safety behavior i'm going to maintain power and control by not speaking because i don't trust myself or another i don't have esteem i don't feel that i can be intimate or i don't want to be i'm going to choose to run the fuck away ignore avoid make up shit whatever it is doesn't matter it's a trauma safety behavior response so there's not the, I'm going to chase, chase, or runner, none of that shit. No, 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 no. No person who's 5D is going to do any of that remotely with any human being on the face of this planet. Teenage boyfriend, when they finally made their final choice and people later on, no, you let him get away. Mm, I don't keep people with a chain. I didn't let anyone get away. I actually was given a very great, great gift by that human being over there because I don't plan on being a person's parent <laughs> and telling them what to do with their life. They're supposed to know what they want in life and what stimulates their brain and heart and mind, and then I will support them as a partner <laughs> actually will do in life. A life partner is that, so... Grown-ups, excuse me, grown-ups support every single one of the things that tickle your brain, your heart, and your body. And, of course, that's within the realms of we accept. So when it comes to physical stuff, no. That's a different story because there are people who are addicted to certain things that some of us are not. And I do mean it with all due respect, but when you learn about the nervous system's body and the mind and understand that a restorative embodied self human being is a person who will not subject their physical body to any form of pain i know that there is a different mindset for those who are not experiencing their restorative embodied self yet and this is where we leave it so for the restorative embodied self this is we're homeostasis consistently and integrated minds we are pure consciousness it's not pure because it doesn't, no, no, don't get this wrong. It means we're connected to the field of energy, unconditional love, essence of life, and our physical human body is in a physical, restorative, embodied self. I'm going to spell it out to make sure I'm clear with this. My brain, the brain is integrated. That means my left and right, all hands on deck. My default mode network is down-regulated to the extent that my others and the self, this neuroception, does not turn on and off to scan if I am safe with another human being. I'm consistently in my ventral vagal nervous system response, consistently with other human beings. Do not dare touch me with any type of thing that will hurt my body physically 
because that will not be something that is desired. My nose is beautiful, leave it alone. My ears, my hands. Here's where, as Sadhguru points out, wow, superheroes, they cut each other up. What the hell? What's creativity here, anyone? How is that what you're doing with the imagination land of your brain? And so, once again, while some people want to continue down some other journey, I am spelling out, simply put, those who are in relationships that expand each other, mental, emotional, physical, whatever floats your boat might not float mine, and here's where we will say no, and you better back the F up, and if you don't, I will say no again, and then I will go and begin to formulate what is called a police report on you the minute that you do anything Okay, so having made that clear, everyone chooses for themselves. But if you're a person who understands your well-being, the part about keeping all your body intact is very important because you need your hands, you need your feet, you need all that stuff. Okay, so we don't do cut my arm off rituals because I'm going to ensure that I get from the gods something. So 4D plane doesn't do all of that, but there are some that unfortunately move into groups. Let's leave that alone because those groups get taken care of by the, uh, the lovely uh, systems. Thank goodness we have systems. I know they're not perfect, but back to our relationships. So when people know what expansion means, it means that we always have conversations and we share with people how we feel how we think and we give the data and we don't do I'm gonna point a finger and insult you no I'm not gonna insult if you have compulsive sex for example it's not an insulting you have a preference you you have something that you are you happy if you're a happy person you are safe from STDs all that stuff you go do your stuff that's okay don't involve me in it so grown-ups don't insult each other no matter what you have an addiction to drugs? Okay, let's go get you help because this isn't okay for your body. You don't want to get help? Okay, I'm not going to be able to watch you drug yourself to death. So I'm going to have to unfortunately decline a type of relationship that would involve two people growing up together, getting old together. Like this is the part. Partners, you choose to be together to sustain each other. You can't do it if you don't have the means to maintain equilibrium within you. It's not an insult. It doesn't have to be ever a shaming game. There ain't no shame for those who love. That's the point. And that's why compassion beyond a reason. We know how to use our words tactfully, not because we're tactical. We are tactful to try and meet people in words that explain. And you know, here's where our lovely, back to the story that I was going to share, the other one, when our loved ones are in their adaptive child response and they're refusing to hear our explanation of why we disengage from wasting our mouths on deaf ears and blind people and they want to use the word evil with us and selfish and egotistical and stubborn and a lot of other words, I've heard all of it. We will disengage, keep learning how to get into equanimity land. This is our lovely physical plane mastery for my enlightenment soul age group. 
and try with our tone again to get out of that two-year-old or 10-year-old or whatever, right? And repeat here. Let me share this. Let us agree to disagree on how to handle when individuals who we love actually disrespect areas that they say they're in but that they're not. And I'll give you a very specific example. As a 5D mystic, it's always been easy for me to expand Claire's. You all know this. And so when I am around people who want Reiki, they want to, meaning their, their body, not mine, their body, their energy body seeks universal love energy, my hands turn on automatically. My hands just are giving. Wherever it is, it's, it's not mine, by the way. We all know this. I'm a vessel. We're a vessel. So long story short, putting this to the side, there are a specific way that you connect. And this is why I laughed when this happened because my teacher had taught me, you only, and then I went and read, and it's not true. You don't have to connect. The original Reiki master person, uh, it's like reconnective healing. They added chakras, the Western person did, and uh, stuff like that. So there's been a lot of different things that have been added to Reiki in the time. Doesn't make it less effective at all, and it's not about effectiveness, excuse me. We are one big ball of energy. So again, if you didn't hear the one quote, let me read it to you from Sadhguru about what uh, we are because, you know, a lot of people, they really don't know when he speaks what he's saying. Some of us do, the 5D mystics, and that's because we're in oneness consciousness. So it's the one about whether you talk about it or call it a stone, uh, whether you call it a, I can't find it now, of course I can't, but whether you call it a stone or a deity or a demon or whatever it's one big ball of energy manifesting itself a million times over so that's the gist of it until i find it and you all will have heard of it because i repeated it to you so many times so i'm not going to bother with trying to find it right now i'm going to conclude the story is as individuals do not recognize when you say this person, they want a session, I know they do, I did ask for permission, and then they go on to be on the phone with a human being who's having a Reiki session, and not just on a phone, they're actually having an argument on the phone with a human being while they have given a request to give support. So this is called disrespectful. There is no need for a human being to spell this out because if a human being is in the spirituality plane, they will have learned the practice of what it means when somebody's going to have a Reiki session. They need silence. They need a safe space. They need to be in meditation zone and definitely not having a conversation, let alone an argument. And therefore, when adaptive children don't know what we know as Zen masters, which is the act in and of itself, in more than a million ways that I can explain to another deaf person, Mm, okay, there you go. So we're okay with being told in a minute of uh, you're being uh, stubborn, egotistical, selfish, and this is called evil, and da 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 da. No, none of that, because by the way, we don't just say things out of our asses. So, you know, it's one time, okay, one time, we all, right, you get taken over, whatever. Two times, three times, four times. Five times, six times, how many years? One, two, three. Okay, so it's an ongoing thing. Okay, <laughs> so I've made it clear enough. 
That's the point of Zen masters. Walks of life, all of them. But you better bet we're not blinded. The difference is we are compassionate because we're not going to waste our breath. Thank you, Sadhguru, for your lovely story of the bird who gives the wise advice to the person. And it ends with, we don't waste our time to do things with people who can't hear. And it's not because they're stupid. It's because, back to the toxicity part that I was sick. When people don't recognize my household, let me think of how my household was. Do I notice a repeat pattern in my relationships? Hmm. If only I were looking at myself and another human being with the word compassion and not. I'm a lighthouse and I'm the light worker and I draw to me as a lighthouse all of the darkness that that is out there oh lo and behold i'm an angel okay then i think i don't need to move any further to describe to you what 4d land is because i'm pretty sure that if you're in it now you know the difference and i hope that you understand 5d is not no person is light or darkness please we're all light and if you have learned anything and that is anything unconditional love means you're not here to save anyone you're not even here to save yourself. If you want to take a look at your unresolved trauma, there you go. That's a starting point, and it's called maladaptive responses. The adaptive child who's protecting you from what is potentially a shame, blame, fault, revenge in your body and patterns that you will have built over time to power control, da 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 da. Long story short, a person who is 4D, do you want to know how they instead continue to interact with an individual who can move into a space of health if they both go together to get therapy with like Terry Real or something like that? So when instead you have people who are navigating life both from their non-disciple selves indifferently because they both think they are actually on a path to somewhere um the shame blame fault and revenge game is what that that's what they get to play out pointing fingers at each other and that's it that's where they're at after what one two three and they're not the only couple by the way because see if there's one thing that a zen master who's a 5d mystic will know and you all know this we're in a time of ascension and those who moved out of their blinders well let's finish up with us those who are moved beyond blinders if you had had a person that had moved beyond blinders, do you know what would happen in that dynamic? Let me tell you. I and you, we are together. We care about each other. We seem to be wanting to make this work. We have some differences. Okay, you want compulsive sex. I want safety. Let's do this. You do things safely. I and you go to get therapy together. And we work out whatever this is because we don't seem to be able to handle it alone. Or if we can, if you have a green light person, here's where you can. Because the green light person, like I raise my hand, if I have a person who in front of me, I can see a pattern, I will say, look, honey, love, lovely honey of mine, lovely loved one of mine, I see that you're mistreating your body or I see that you're, you know, there are things that we want to talk about and that we want to engage in in a way that can allow you to keep on feeling good about yourself, me about myself and just everything on the table. That's what partners are about. 
It doesn't need to be monogamous because you're not my property. Having fiercely loving relationships is very easy. It's called respectfully using your mouth. And it doesn't mean always with a calm tone. No. <laughs> uh-uh. No, we get as heated as we want. The point is it's a safe space. And if there's ever any hint of physical violence, a person who's agreeing will say, dude, I don't think so. And don't you ever dare do this again. Otherwise, I, again, repeat, don't you ever fucking do this again. It's very easy. Those who don't know, it's a different story. Those who don't know, we go and help when they want help and when they really want to get out. And the really, though, is where they have a journey to learn their relationship to the maladaptive pattern, which is a safe to behavior response. And then it's their relationship to that situation, not the situation. So they don't go talking about their parents as toxic. They don't go talking about their partners as toxic. They don't go pointing fingers. They don't go and claim that they know everything. They understand, I have a relationship to this mechanism of behavior within my relationships. I, the person, it's not toxicity. It's called I had unresolved trauma or I had shit go down in my life and I can learn how to talk about it with myself and with others as a grown-up because I don't have shame. When the defectiveness is dissolved, all words come out. The people who are modulated and restorative embodied selves are different. The modulated go around talking about people being enablers and toxic. They are not restorative embodied. They're not 5D. They're not in love. They're not any type of near enlightenment or spirituality. They don't know. They're still in Maya land. It doesn't matter how much yoga they do. It doesn't matter what they are in holistic land. If they call any human being a dark aura or an energy vampire, they are not out of that Maya land that they so love to talk about. And this is where those who are in a essence of life land will tell you no human being, no matter what their compulsive behavior is, is an evil human being. What they need is people who will reach out, spell out to them to the best of the ability, the truth. And then if they want to stay, that's okay. They stay. We don't stick around the minute that we have shared a truth to the extent, so here's where once we understand your pattern, we are loving. There is no prejudice, and we will not be saying you must live the life we want you to live. No, no, no. You're going to live the life you want to live, and we're going to be here to support you. Always. That's what a 5DC does in relationships, which is why the modulated people who are still in defectiveness, shame, blame, fault, revenge, they're still upset at the lack of safety they did not get at home. So they didn't dissolve the shame cycle yet. They still are in the projecting of the upset of that poor child who was emotionally suffering and longing to be held and safe. Okay, so long story short, people who live relationships like the one that I was saying, this isn't uh, in need of the word toxic. It's in need of two individuals who would recognize that they're contracting every time they interact. It's unbearable to hear about in a way that's not about, oh, I'm so sorry for you. No, no, it's unbearable because you're actually wanting to still figure out, are they my karmic? Are they a catalyst? Are they a twin flame? Are they a soul contract? 
get out of the verbiage of 4D land and get into the uh, human elements for a minute and just look at yourself for a minute. And then once you look and then you think of your childhood, then perhaps, and you make sense of it all without shame though, you know what, I think it's time to go and get some good people that can help me to make this work because I really want it to. Hey honey, I want it to work, so here's what I'm going to do. People who love, they don't run away. And even if it gets tough to the extent that I just described, that's the point. They don't run away. They say, you know what? Hey, honey, I'm on a plane. I'm coming out there right now. And we're going to do shit about this. The whole in and out, in and out, in and out. The only people who do that are people who don't know love. The minute you know love, it ain't in and out. You're in or you're out. And if you don't know, you're going to be out at some point because you didn't make that choice. You don't love me. It's okay. It means you don't feel safe with me. When we know what love is, we know it always expands. And we don't run away. We don't abandon ship. But we also don't shame, <clears throat> blame, fault, or revenge. That's important to know. Because some people, they think that they're not abandoning the ship. But they don't focus on the expansion together. They don't focus on expanding mental, emotional, and physical plane together to support each other to become the version of the self that a person is wanting to. And that's based on the person's own desires and interests and aspects. And <clears throat> the individuals who enter into what looks like movies, okay, let me help anyone who wants to move into a 5d self-empowered enlightened relationship understand the difference people of other soul age groups particularly because the enlightenment soul age group already knows this because we actually are in a pure consciousness relationship with ourselves and so if you're in this enlightenment soul age group, you are a completely independent person. It's not because you're not around people. You love people. Your relationships are always completely independent. doesn't matter, again, over soul twin flames, soulmates. Nothing uh, destabilizes to the point of having a person who's connected to unconditional love get confused. I've never been confused with my twin flames. It's only the aspect of upset <clears throat> that actually isn't confusing, though. It's a something clear, dislikes. There you go. Uh, so that was very straightforward. And again and again and again throughout years, always straightforward, which is because people are people. You're not my property. You are you as long as you're happy. If you're happy, good for you. Now, if you're doing something that I believe is healthy, and not healthy, but here's the part. I'd have to know about it. I'd have to be allowed to be a part of it. And even then, I'd have to be able to have conversation, right? So there's all these equations. And the part about most people who have defectiveness, shame in the heart of them, they don't actually want compassion beyond a reason. They will withdraw. And that's because they won't recognize that they choose fear. 
so that they can continue with their maladaptive responses because they don't know they have unresolved trauma because their addictive behavior is made to look way too cool on TV. Or like the norm, that love is unrequainted. This is a bullshit sentence. <laughs> so you can only love if you stay on ship because it means you're in a safe body, ventral vagal state. But you're only truly loving if you are beyond prejudice and opinion but also aware of what it means to be people who care. And this is where the difference is, if I can't feel expanded in my energy, so in my heart, in my heart, if my heart can't be playful like Krishna Leela, and every human being, I forget which one of the neuroscience people I was watching, or a philosopher, it was one of those 5D educators, and he said, we all have a two-year-old, and that's the truth. We all do. And guess what happens to the two-year-old when you're in your pure consciousness, unconditionally loving body, because you're your own safe haven, your secure base, and that's the Enlightenment Soul Age Group. And your, your, your own energy of life, which is really one energy, but those the words that I got before from the yoga people, where are you? So one, this is you in alignment with the pure essence, love, joy, the heart body. You're in alignment with your values. You're in alignment with your energy body, your mind body, and your physical body. Uh, you are connected to the Purusha and Prukrita, or whatever the word, the, those two words. But <laughs> I need to find it. For some reason, I lost it. But again, any person who has a two-year-old who has finally the alignment that allows us to be purusha, yes, and prakriti. You know this, and this is the heaven in the body that I mentioned to you, and that's home, and it's safe, and it's fun, and it's perfect, it's perfection. And perfection is unconditional love. So when you begin to realize that you're not unconditionally loved with your flaws and imperfections, you know that you're not. It's a very straightforward so what is going to happen when somebody doesn't unconditionally love you with your flaws and imperfections, but you are Purusha and Prakriti? You're in the Enlightenment Soul Age group already, a 5D mystic. <laughs> you know that twin flame, flame, soulmate, over soul. It's not about it not being important because it is part of our world. It's about people being still people. In fact, uh, you awaken to the fact that people have egos, again, and they don't know that they're blinded by them because that's what the adaptive child refuses to see. So the two-year-old of the adaptive children, <coughs> these are the modulated bodies who want to talk to compassion beyond a reason and tell us we're wrong, and we will, with our compassion beyond a reason eyes, look at them and thank them for their thoughts as those who say you're evil because you are not doing more, which would be speaking to deaf and blind people, when others think that this is something for us to do because they're blind and deaf, to the fact that nobody gets you to move into Purusha and Prakriti and that nobody gets a person to see their addictive behaviors as maladaptive slash safety behavior responses to unresolved trauma because they don't believe in trauma. They don't believe that it's stored in your tissues and your muscles and your bones, and even if they get a hold of some partial information, they don't understand that your mind 
keeps the score and your body keeps the scorecard and your mind makes the predictions and your mind is where your adoptive child is going to make up shit and if you're not unconditionally loving with the loved ones so guess what those who are not blind deaf or mute and that would be the zen masters know when things come crashing quote unquote down as you get to engage with your oversoul twin flames <laughs> we know that we don't need a list of uh what, what do they call them here are the stages of the twin flame journey uh, yeah okay goodbye you people out there <laughs> what the hell are you doing but here's what people who can see who can hear and who can speak also know ah people don't know how to be themselves that's right i forgot they need their thumbs up from their partners wow okay that makes a whole buttload of sense insecure attachment anybody heard about the preoccupied and the disconnected who come together oh i did and that's where it's like ah those are all the twin flames out there gotcha so there's that for the people who are in 4d land they're still learning how to be their self and their spirituality journey and they're all non-disciples by the way because they all are anointed because you know in the whole twin flame journey they have created sides lo and behold no matter how many different coaches are out there they've created sides and you know the first thing that a person who can see hear and speak will say to somebody who says something along these lines in the twin flame journey one is awoke and the other is not one will do their journey and the other will not and you know what a person who unconsciously loves a person they love will do when somebody speaks of somebody they love like that uh, we're gonna say mm, i think something's off here and it's called the bullshit that you're speaking out of your mouth when we are one big ball of energy we're all a spirituality process and you talking about a person who is my loved one in this manner mm, i don't think so I think that I'm not going to accept the shitty mouth that is speaking of there being sides because you're also not actually hearing what you're speaking of when you tell me we're oneness consciousness and separation consciousness. I'm like, hmm, and I think you just did that now, even if you want to use the charge states as an excuse for why you're different than others. Long story short, a person who is not blind or deaf or mute we are mute sometimes but it's the right silence uh, we know the word that is free will and we also know that there's not necessarily free will but what there are <clears throat> are people who know how to speak with tones from a ventral vagal and so enlightenment soul age group people are very good 5d mystics in the enlightenment soul age group at knowing what is ours and what is not and how to speak and how not to shame so we do not take a plane go somewhere and plan to shame blame fault or revenge people as i was ending with that story we would take a plane go and support people and support ourselves as well that is where when you do understand all of your emotions and thoughts are important you're not putting anyone in the forefront you're always in the forefront and you're walking in fact side by side you don't have to hold hands you can't hold hands you're walking side to side you're looking eye to eye nobody is looking up nobody's looking down this is why the whole twin flame thing they look down on their divine masculines it's a bullshit story 
and every one of us has a masculine and a feminine now out of your oversoul for the ones of us who really do have this experience of the twin flame and flames we don't even have a question of who we've met we will not consider these words to have affected anything because we will already in our gut know we'll know in our heart excuse me and then our gut will confirm and then sometimes our, our mind will want to uh, you know do the little inner growth dance and that's what we get to do which is why the 5dc mystic in the enlightenment soul age group is not traumatized or affected by their twin flame or twin flames experience in one way shape or form and what i mean by that is they only have what is the awareness they don't talk about it as stages and they don't try to make up excuses uh, I see a lot of different types of spokespeople out there with the relationships, and uh, they are all people who don't begin their life, and they're still not in self-empowerment. Let me describe to you what self-empowerment means from inside the mind and body of a person who has only known love, and therefore, in the minute of knowing, here's a dislike that you've been given. Let's see how to handle it. Oh, look, my lovely little mind can handle it. Okay, so we don't necessarily like it. We don't necessarily, this is the part. It goes through a series of events. It's just not post-traumatic because we don't get overwhelmed by our emotional plane or our mental plane. We, the Enlightenment Soul Age Group 5D Mystic, nobody else. Somebody who would nod their head, not need this to say, oh, I'm like that. And I am specifying it on purpose. And this is also why we learn how not to speak to people. Because you know what adaptive children in Maya land do, right? They are deaf. But they're deaf for the words of wisdom of pure consciousness. And we will see them put in, this is the part of, let me go back to the other story of why people, when they call us evil without knowing what we're saying, we are okay with it, and we'll just reiterate the same sentences over and over and over again, which is also why we understand. We are aware when we are getting distorted, and when somebody distorts our words, and they distort the message of that which is not something sacred for those of us who are in a relationship with energy and consciousness. There is no sacredness from my channeled guidances for you all. You are independent human beings, and you are pure consciousness like I am, and I am not here to give you the middle. So here's where, as I've always said, it's the inner growth mindset that leads you to deal with the unknown, uncertainty, and unwanted from your own heart, not mine, with your own flow, not my flow. It's yours, and this means you being yourself. We have series of people who learn to be their self doesn't mean they get to be zen masters they get to choose that one but you better bet that you being yourself is what i'm going to strive to support you to be and say please follow the laws and if you do need help because you're not able to be a physically safe person for others please follow the law and go get a good somatic sensory motor trauma expert somebody who believes in compassion beyond a reason and not some rigid asshole who thinks emotions are stupid and that the two-year-old you needs to shut the fuck up. No, the two-year-old you can move into Krishna, Lila, Shiva, and Kali land. So those who don't abandon ship, we do not stand there and uh, do anything different. We do not love with prejudice. We unconditionally love. We do know when we're in the presence of blind and deaf 
and you know we wish sometimes they were mute and this is where Kali comes in we really do but we know they're not lo and behold for d3d i thought they would be die again and here's where i have to say man i have been taught well how being able to see the infinite consciousness of a person doesn't mean they're going to get there and that's the part of what i get to learn to thank you pure consciousness because see what is that what did i just express did i not just express an opinion which is a dislike but see what the smart people know how to do the unconditionally loving pure consciousness people that is me maria's dislike and that is me maria's perception only i am seeing this i'm one ego i'm not eight billion people i'm not that person my perception is very much only my own and it isn't the truth. In fact, I'm seeing in front of me what the truth is. And so what do I get to do? Thank you, Sadhguru. What is family? It's not a training ground for the lovely enlightenment soul age group. Oh, it's a ground. That, that's for sure. And all we get to do is try to get Krishna Leela in. So it's not training because it ain't hard to try and have fun with our brains or our hearts or our bodies. Excuse me. We have a lot of fun in our safe haven, secure base. So you know what we get to learn to do? The right silence and then use Krishna Lila, Shiva and Kali all in one go snap and as I'm using my mind because mindset is everything not the outside so it's only my perception and of course I'm going to dislike to see a human being who could have been so many so many people wow I, I can still see them up there wow and I'm like oh okay wait 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 Maria again put that personality ego to the side let's put it it's your perception to the what are we seeing? Oh, there's that walk of life. Oh, let me hold your hand. Thank you for letting me do something great today. I practiced my two-year-old tone with Krishna Leela again, and I'll try again tomorrow. How wonderful. So in the meantime, what we're actually concerned with is none of that, by the way. Uh, we're concerned with using the least amount of time possible to support the adaptive children. That Oh, by the way, do you know what's fun about adaptive children who have Claire's? Oh yeah, I forgot. They come with already knowing all the answers. So not only do they disrespect something that has a specific way to be used, and there's apparently a lack of clarity on what that means. On all ends of people who are not in a space of unconditional love. <laughs> and again, I laugh because when people use words with me that I am a selfish person, I will say, you know what? Yes, I am selfish. I, I agree 100%. My time, my 24 hours, I'm so rigorously religious with how I use them. You're correct, actually. I take ownership of my selfishness right now as I speak. I also take ownership of the fact that I get to uh, make my own money, hopefully, and that I only have 24 hours, of which eight need to be used for my job and more. And, oh, wait, I need to sleep for eight hours or at least six or something like that. Oh, I also... Yes, I'm so selfish. I'm very, very sorry. And can we finish this conversation right now? Thank you very much. Got to go. Bye-bye. Ciao. And there you go. We don't abandon ship. We just reiterate in the best of our ability to use less breath as possible. Because, again, we're already not being heard. Yellow or red. They're in biological rudeness. Did I forget to mention that? Adaptive children. So, again, for my 5D plane, you got a hint of what I know you experience if you're in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group. If you're not, what this is, is constrictedness, right? In this last whatever minutes, that's me confined. It's not my, my 
Krishna Lila is not that. So those adoptive children, they're definitely, they give us a lot of practice in how to work with our bodies in a green state. And again, back to the more important part of this is we don't shame, blame, fault, or revenge. We don't say, you're selfish because they called you selfish. You're an asshole because they called... We don't do the little finger pointing and respond like that. We have conversation because grown-ups. It's called functional adult love language. So what we do is address what has been presented. And however we must address it, we'll address it. And we don't like actually being constricted or confined. In fact, we will not engage in our relationships. And that is something that doesn't mean we abandon anyone. As I said, we don't like to waste our breath. That's the only thing that gets wasted when we're talking to deaf ears and time, excuse me. But time, it really is very manageable because 24 hours, the people who end up in their meshed codependent relationships, they're busy with their meshed codependent relationships. And people who are busy with their addictive behaviors and who do not want to move into their actual healing will use more of their time, sadly to say, with addictive behaviors. And here's the part that makes it very sad, but here's where, again, the pure consciousness person will know what is sadness in that moment. It's sadness because of knowing a truth, and what is that, though? Is it a like or dislike if you love people and you know they're not happy? And so, once again, I reiterate, love cycle people, no matter how you twist and turn it. It'll always be, of course I love, so I mean, I'm sad. Of course I'm going to be sad if they're not happy, but if they're not happy and they're doing their mouth, if they're, I can't do anything, my hands are tied. I'm going to walk away? No, I'm not walking away. I'm going to be equanimous. That's the land of neutrality, which is where enlightenment soul age group lands. I'm a differentiated self. I know how to be in a state of compassion, and a differentiated self, thank you, Daniel Siegel, means my ability to not be in my mirror neurons but be in my prefrontal cortex which is my third eye and here's your 5d mystics which is why in the enlightenment soul age group nobody burns us out wow a loved one of mine they didn't become lo and behold a beautiful person and you guys want to blame her she has nothing to blame she took life by the horns she chased him he said yes he wanted to be controlled because he didn't know what to do with his life i knew that about this human being and I remember, this is one of the reasons, as I was stating, the teenage, I would have completely said, you know, I think we should do ethical non-monogamy. Because that way you can go and do what you're doing anyways. And then let's talk about other aspects now that we have settled in, that I'm not a jealous person. Oh, that doesn't make you feel that I own you. Oh, so you actually want me to own you, like on a chain? No, I can't do that. Uh, that's not how I work. Uh, you're not owning me with a chain, not a chain. And, and honestly, I, I feel this is quite not appropriate for your self-esteem. How, how about we work on your self-esteem together? What, you want to work on that together? I, I'll happily work with you on that. No, you don't think, it, you don't think your, your idea, oh, it's cultural. Okay, so long story short, as you can see, I can keep going and going and going on how a person can make anything into a conversation and not a shame, blame, fault, or revenge game for that matter, and it's not a game actually. Um, the part about when we see people who walk away from 
their healing it is not something that we will be able to do anything about you choose yourself or you don't and this is why it doesn't matter what people talk about when it comes to the oversoul a person who's a 5d mystic knows the entire world is your oversoul then you do have your immediate oversoul and your immediate oversoul is the best thing that you will know because they're your loved ones and you're of course going to be sad to see people sad but they make their choices with their free will and if they haven't understood that their nervous system dictates their free will until they actually get a handle of their maladaptive responses to unresolved trauma there's only so much psychoeducation you can do before people roll their eyes at you and just state they want to stay their adaptive child or other things as well and again nobody abandons ship we're able to engage with people that we know forever because the Rumi quote it's only those who love with their eyes that say goodbye the ones who love with heart and soul and you better bet the pure essence of life which is what every one of you is and every one of I we're one big ball of energy and that's unconditionally loving because you are safe haven secure base so you know what your own person you want you spell it out and if I can't be myself I can't be in a relationship if I can't be happy and playful I can't be in a relationship if I can't be safe to speak of my lovely mysticism without being taken at least a little seriously because it actually is something that is the real deal, besides, of course, teasing, but knowing that it is something that experience, and so with respectful eyes and minds and then interactions, there's a lot of different areas that those of us who are 5D mystics in the Enlightenment Soul Age group are aware of. So we accept what is the truth which is only people who see you for who you are because they want to <laughs> you only get to know a person because you want to and only if you're actually an unconditionally loving person can you get to know a person and then walk aside them and so Zen masters want Zen masters, and we know them when we see them, and we know when we see disciples and non-disciples, and we know when we see compulsive. We know all of those walks of life. They don't affect us emotionally, so we never walk away from anyone. Uh, we don't have to. We know how to handle every one of those types of scenarios because none of them are physically life-threatening. And if there are any hints of physical threat here, and we'll close on out, so... Again, education is important, which is why it's important to empower people about walking away from anything that makes you feel in your mind, in your heart, and in your body constricted. That is the minute that you want to present to a human being, whoever they may be, I don't feel that I can be myself, and I don't feel emotionally, mentally, or physically, if that's the case, okay? Those who can do this are people who are understanding. If any of you find it challenging, please understand this is something that's not positive for you because it's something that means you are afraid which also indicates there's a potential pattern and other things that are very important so please take note of it and reach out i can give you websites with people who have psychoeducation we can look into finding somewhere that you can get a good support and that can lead you on a journey to get out of that okay um 
for the day-to-day -day bearer, and that's just the average, back to, again, so we are able to use our words with all of our loved ones because we care, and we're also able to distance when we see something that is potentially not manageable because our nervous system is what we tune into. And I'll use the last story and then we'll, we'll close on out for the day. One of my relationships is a person, I love them to death. They're a friend of mine. They're a brother to me. We had a minute or so or more after the teenage boyfriend. So it was what, 20-ish? I forget. Anyways, at that age and after being broken up, by the person I was going to marry, obviously there was a time of processing. I remember clearly noting it. And so clearly noting that my choices were being driven by my way of moving forward, plus being young. And that's where there's always going to be love for those of us who love. But I did acknowledge that it was a year or more of me moving forward and healing so making peace with the fact that they chose somebody else broke up with me all that stuff so there's a process that you acknowledge on on your own without doing the pity party oh my god they didn't choose me no i again not even a month in the breakup i'm like thank god oh my gosh this is so much better but still my body and mind was aware that what i was doing in the first year of this breakup was moving forward from processing emotions long story short this beautiful human being they don't have uh traits that are aspects that i would consider physically safe so i picked up on them very quickly and in fact so much quickly that i said you know i'm gonna say we're friends and i love to stay friends uh, we're done dating and doing whatever this uh, this was it's been fun and that's it and we stayed friends now, I did not shame, blame, or fault, or revenge them. No, I stayed friends with them. And every time they talked to me about their relationships, I stayed friends. In fact, I would bluntly and straightforwardly, every time they told me about something, and they would justify certain things, I'd say, this is a fucked up sentence you're saying. Think wisely. I understand your emotions. I know where you're coming from. This is not right. Here's why. And to this day, this person and I, again, he's a brother to me. He's improved because he's aged. He's improved because he cares. And it's because of him not ever taking his triggers and his responses seriously to go and seek professional support because there's nothing extreme about his behaviors because of the movies and because of people who are partners who don't say hey honey here's what i'm gonna do and if you don't do it with me i'm not gonna move forward they accept the pattern of behavior as the norm and this is again not a physically threatening situation please do not mistake not at all they've gotten very better at most they just get asshole-ish with their words for now the last time i saw them and I felt that I made a difference when I spoke to them words 
and shared, if you keep doing this, your lovely daughters are going to take men that treat them the way you're doing right now. That's what you want. Fine, but just FYI, I, as your friend, I'm going to let you know, and the look on their eyes was one that noticed what I said to them and took it seriously, and I know their heart. This is why every person's heart is pure consciousness. These maladaptive responses are not the choice of my friend. They have unresolved trauma from their own household, and they don't recognize it because no body <laughs> saying, hey, let's go work with the emotional triggers. Or if they do and, uh, no, I don't want to, they don't make it a big deal. And so here's where equation is. I would never, ever, ever not make a big deal about what I saw with this person. And that's why, again, I disengaged as any type of relationship moving forward except for friendship. And as a friend, of course, I tell them what's right to do, which is to treat people with respect, compassion beyond a reason, using your words with love. And functional adults. So I talked to them about the brain. I talked to them about the psychoeducation. I talked to them about mysticism. This is like a brother again. So they know my wax stuff, wacky stuff. And they're always intrigued. And we, when we get together, we're always good. So the people that care, they don't abandon ship and they don't shame those who have patterns of behavior that are from their own unresolved trauma. There's doing the best we can to enlighten them to the maladaptive patterns that can ruin their health if they're addictive behaviors of drugs, alcohol, even the sex thing, compulsive sex, not positive, STDs, and just why, and there you go, our confirmation, just aspects that a person, if they care about their health and everything and don't shame themselves, they can take a look at and be a person who grows to become the version of themselves that they want to become. And believe me when I say the restorative embodied self, anyone who has moved out of shame for real and is here, they can tell you about the importance of physical, emotional, and mental and not extreme clean eating and not extreme anything. The equanimity is the land of the adults. So it's consciousness. When you have a relationship that is pure consciousness, both hearts, bodies, and minds want more of each other. And they also can acknowledge moderation because obviously a spice of life, and this is where if you're on a constant enlightenment vibration, what I'm trying to get at is physically speaking, we all know, again, and that's the truth, right? Our bodies will say, okay, enough is enough. <laughs> you need to disengage because we need to rest and that's the beauty of being able to be in those ideal relationships where people are safe havens and secure bases with each other for the enlightenment soul age group we're always at a high with love and so we always know perfection when we meet it and it always maintains that perfection and our oversoul is awesome everybody gets to choose their healing journey and that's because that's how it works. Your healing journey, although I don't prefer using the word, but I don't know disruption from pure consciousness. So your disruption is what you heal and you move into restorative embodied self, the integrated mind, and uh, you become the functional adult 
the self-empowered person and an individual who knows if my heart, body, and mind are contracting, it means that I can't be myself, so that means I can't be here. Or let me make a conversation and see what happens. And if I'm welcomed and then actions take place and we move more and more into actually alignment because actions speak louder than words. And so if I say, I see you, I'm not just saying it, I actually am it. And that's where the heart will tell you. The heart expands when people accept who we are for who we are. It's beautiful. And they let us be our quirky selves. And when their actions match too, uh, that's, again, you got to see the amazing journey of energies like that. Looking forward to hearing your, about your thoughts. And if you have questions, let me know. And so again, tend to each other with compassion and just blunt, straightforward honesty. Try to use the best words possible, obviously. And uh, that's where if there's any type of physical danger, say no, move away, all that stuff. If there's emotional non-satisfaction, speak up. Mental as well, speak up. And there are good somatic sensory motor and trauma therapists for couples. Those of you, whether you're in a monogamous or a polyamorous, there's beginning, thankfully, for trauma experts to learn about polyamory and how to talk to you about it. There's a great book. It's called Polysecure. If you need any support, let me know. I'm happy to talk about my polysecure journey and polyamory. We've had some episodes on the IHP video on YouTube, so tune on into there. If you want more episodes on that, just let me know, and I'll gladly provide more content. And I'll probably create at some point an episode for it as well. But at the end of the day, what I was trying to say is your secure attachment. So you making sense of the aspects of emotions that come up, speaking them is ideal with the functional adult. That's the part. So it's not shaming, blaming, faulting, or revenging. It's not pointing a finger. It's saying, hey, here's how I'm feeling, and here's what I would like to do. And here, and again, if you don't get it perfect, then you're yelling. Of course, there's going to be a rack reaction but the point is the people who care they don't abandon each other because of getting into it they understand when stress is up everyone can get yellow or red we all can have our charge states come up that's the part we're imperfect and flawed unconditionally loving each other is what the enlightenment so age group person is all about and those who master this at some point with all of humanity that's where you move over here. If it's only with one person, then you're in a different soul age group, but it's still a beautiful journey because that's your self-empowered version with the enlightenment potential of your expansion of consciousness. And so you can move more and more into equanimity and neutrality land, the 5D land, the pure consciousness land. And it's only if you're interested. You don't have to be. Some people, they end up with that one person, right? So they have expanding of everything you're yourself you're doing your your work you're doing all the things you have life that's the soul age group of those who only are focused on having that relationship stuff and or society stuff so it's a beautiful place and when they're 5d they know about 5d educators and us moving forward we're good everyone's good meaning we're going to make it because infinite higher human consciousness potential experience is that 5dc you don't have to be again spirituality anything i'm here to share with you how to use your brain 
your mindset and your body and so it's an embodied brain in fact we can't separate the one uh the one from the other and that's beautiful because it's your masculine and your feminine and if you have any questions about twin flames there's paid subscription based model content because i do not enjoy talking about too much of that stuff since people like i was saying they actually distort the messages and uh, we don't like to hinder expansion of consciousness so when 4d people come across 5d people because they do not recognize the distorted self they hinder through 4d and this is the mystic holistic the half realm they hinder their potential and i have no intention of hindering the potential of anyone and that's the only reason i also have reactions to 3d 4d and why i do what i do i do not enjoy creating categories at all and i do understand when people say it's bullshit because they don't actually know unconditional love yet and they don't understand the zen masters know how to see things that those who are not here yet don't know how to see if they did they'd stop for a minute and they'd actually listen and they'd listen because of very specific reasons which would be we're all human beings we all can expand to be ourself and they would understand a lot of the stuff that we talk about stuff things so long story short if you have questions about the twin flame stuff for paid subscription based model content and only if you find value of course and you can subscribe for one month and then unsubscribe i mean you know how to do that i'm sure so we'll be back with more in the meantime have a wonderful day